Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today marks the triumphant return of the man known as Rainier. Rainier, how you doing, man? Yo, what's up, man? Rainier's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I just refer to myself in third person. <laughs> It's been a while, dude. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been since 2018. Uh, today is February 13th. And yeah, it's been a while. Um, before we dive into our main topic, which is Punisher Season 2, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you're doing and what's going on in the world of Rainier. Oh man, how have I been doing? <laughs> I've been doing just fine. Yeah. Yep. Still, still reading comics. Still, still watching shows and movies. I've been dabbling a little bit into the sneaker game, which has been a little interesting lately. Uh-huh. I know you and I have talked uh, quite a bit about sneakers. Yeah. A lot of what has been um, driving this has been uh, since uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those cool Air Jordan ones that uh, Miles Morales wears. I've been on the hunt for those shoes. Right. They're called Origin Story, the right? Air Jordan 1 OG Retro Origin Stories. Yes. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, you have to tell us now, were you able to acquire these magical, wonderful shoes? I did. Yes. I did. Uh, and it's been an interesting journey, man. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a whole different collecting game. Um Everything carries over just the same way, though, like with comics and toys and statues. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, that's pretty cool because um, I've been following you a bit on your your uh, sneaker efforts and just myself, like, just sort of researching a little bit on on it and it's it's a pretty wild crazy world out there it's crazy man <laughs> but you know i'm not collecting by the way just for the record i'm not collecting shoes but it just has piqued my interest in looking at what is out there sure 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 yeah and i, I gotta say there are a lot of parallels with uh comic book culture and sneaker culture i think there's a lot of overlap you know i, I don't think you're alone in in the fact that you know you're a fan of superheroes and comic books and sneakers. I think a lot of people out there like that now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and like, to me, it's pretty cool. Like both are super cool. I I think we saw the culmination of that with Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, I think we're just going to see more and more of these sorts of things like collaborations between sneaker companies, streetwear companies, and comics companies i'm I'm certain i am not alone in this i am sure there are a lot of people that watch the spider verse and like i want those shoes yeah yeah. and they're on the same journey i am trying to find those shoes (laughs) yeah yeah like into the spider verse was very groundbreaking on a lot of levels but one level that i don't think gets mentioned too much is what we're talking about right now it's this marriage of street culture and geek culture right and i think that's there's a huge market there right uh, so I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this type stuff soon. Yeah. yeah. This does mark my first pair of Air Jordans. I've never owned an, a pair of Jordans okay. ever. Okay. All right. Well, this, that's a pretty awesome pair to start with, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. And actually, uh, speaking of which, it's uh, Michael Jordan's birthday 
pretty soon, right? Just like <laughs> a few days away. So you think you're going to get your second pair? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, not exactly a, a cheap hobby, sneaker collecting. So wait, if I buy another pair, does that count as a collection? <laughs> Because I have more than one, you could, I, who you knows? could argue you have you already have a collection because what you have now is a collector's item, right? So maybe you're already there. Yeah, no, 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 really. no. <laughs> there are far more veteran sneakerhead collectors that I know out there. There are, yeah, they're they're out there, man. They're they're people I've known for a while that I had no idea, and they're they're heavy into this sort of thing. All right, so let's get to the main topic, Punisher. Season two. Um, it's been a little while since this came out, so I think we need to refresh our brains a little bit. I think we need to start this episode with our best Frank Castle growl. His signature. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it, man. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Let's go, Henry. Come on, give it your no, best growl. Let's no, do it. I'm, just, I'm, just one for the just one for the recording. I'm, I'm the the Amy in this relationship right now, so <laughs> I'm not gonna give that a go. But yeah, the growl. The growl is uh, pretty amazing. Not only season one, but season two as well. Um, I guess we should give the spoiler alert now, right? Because uh, since this season has been out for a while, we're just going to dive in. Spoiler alert, listeners, be forewarned. Okay, so what do you think, man? You know, maybe before we get into the specifics of the season, um, it's kind of an interesting time for Marvel and Netflix. It's kind of all coming apart right now, right? Um, this does appear to be the final season of The Punisher. And from the looks of it, the only thing left is Jessica Jones season three. And it look, that'll, looks like that's going to be it, right? I think well, it's because Netflix has clout, Disney has clout. And I don't know, maybe it's just a contest to see who's as bigger than who's. I hate to think that, but I think you're right, man. I think it's like these two big egos. Um, Guess who loses? We lose. Yeah, exactly. We're caught in the crossfire. It sucks, dude. It really sucks. Um, yes, these characters can live on elsewhere, and I do think they will live on elsewhere. I'm thinking Hulu right now. That's my... Uh, that's my big guess. Um, my, my worry about it living elsewhere, I am equating this to like a writer strike yeah i feel like it's not going to be quite the same i i feel exactly the same they had a great thing going and now they just stopped it and to restart it it just it won't be the same and it probably won't be as good although i am only speaking of daredevil and punisher okay luke cage iron fist oh no you know i put jessica jones in there but i think the 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 former two it was a little lackluster and it's been kind of hard to get through for me. Yeah, you in fact are not caught up on Luke Cage or Iron Fist, correct? I just got to the episode where Luke Cage and uh, and uh, Danny Rand meet in Luke Cage's uh, season, second season. Yeah. That's so far been like the biggest highlight. Mm-hmm. I had to get all the way to episode 10 for it to kind of get exciting. Yeah. And just the fact that you haven't caught up on either series, I mean, it's pretty telling, right? Um, I think there's a lot of potential. I think if they teamed up those two for their own show on, say, Hulu, that could be pretty awesome. Um, But, yeah, for sure, Luke Cage and Iron Fist on Netflix was uneven. I I do agree. I do agree. Well, I know you're a big Iron Fist fan. Sure, yeah. And you're the only one I know that defends the first season. How did you feel about the second season? 
I didn't like the second season at all. I did voice my opinion earlier on this, but I was very disappointed. I felt like they kind of caved in to all the criticism. All the stuff that I really loved from season one, they kind of took away from me because of, you know, they were trying to course correct and that sort of thing. It was very disappointing. I didn't like it. Mm. So right now, Marvel Netflix is in deep doo-doo. <laughs> it looks like the end is near. Um, but we did get to enjoy a full season, 13 episodes of Punisher season two. And um, the response, I think overall has been quite good, but uh, let's hear from the two most important people on this matter, you and I. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, get 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 the real take. What's really going down? You know what I mean? Uh, so, Rainier, your thoughts on Punisher Season 2? It was a different pace than Season 1. It seemed like there were more peaks and valleys in terms of action scenes and where it got melodramatic, where it got a little quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like... I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the second season. It was. Uh, it. I, I think I've expressed this to you earlier, that it very much had a Logan feel to it, with Frank Castle looking over Amy, yeah, as a father figure, as a protector. Maybe that hit home because I'm a father. Yeah, there is definitely a father daughter kind of relationship there. Definitely. Yeah, but the action definitely didn't disappoint. It was interesting that they had two parallel, kind of unrelated villains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting the story of uh, of Billy Russo and his 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 lean into into Jigsaw, yeah. that was a little interesting. Yeah. I mean, just just the aesthetic of seeing his face scarred up it wasn't as dramatic as I was expecting. I mean, I was expecting yeah. his face to be so busted up <laughs> that he couldn't stand looking at his face. Yeah. He portrayed that same emotion that he couldn't stand it, but I mean. I mean, you know, you could have fixed that with a little bit of concealer. He would have been just fine. <laughs> I've been hearing this a lot, that his face was not nearly fucked up enough. I, f- I feel the same way. It, it, did, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I know? know that the mask that he wore was there to represent the, the, the jigsaw aspect of his face. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, maybe they should have put a little more budget to the facial makeup. Because the, the actor that plays Billy Russo, he's like super pretty. I guess you just can't. <laughs> Can't you yeah. can't ugly up his face? He's that handsome. You yeah, know, he just he just shined through or something. But yeah, man, like um, we saw what happened to him at the end of season one. We saw what Frank Castle did to his face. Yeah, he like mowed the lawn with the mirror with yeah, his face. It looked like he would be completely messed up for season two. And yeah, I totally agree. He looked uh, he looked too good. I think maybe some discoloration would have done it. Like something where it's just like Ugh, you know like. I don't want to look at that. I mean, like yeah. they, you know, that that effect. I think would have. I think helped. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But he played the part really well as as you know as as the villain, uh, as the one to you know give uh, Frank Castle a run for his money. Yeah, he acted yeah. the part. Yeah, just fine. It was cool seeing Madani in there again. Yeah, um, Curtis had a much bigger role, which I really liked. I liked him a lot too. Yeah, I agree. He helps balance out Punisher's, you know, rage and anger. Yeah, he, he was critical for this season because this season did not have the micro character. 
And there were a lot of messed up people <laughs> in this season. Madani, uh, the doctor, um, uh, Chris DeDumont, uh, Billy Russo, John Pilgrim, Frank Castle, even uh, Amy. I mean, these are damaged, mentally ill, <laughs> mentally... Uh, unstable. Mentally unstable. Yeah good word mentally unstable people so they really needed a character to ground things and curtis was that guy and he was really good yeah it was cool seeing him have a much bigger part yeah absolutely uh real quick going back to the billy russo character um yeah i agree um the the actor did uh play this character well but i have to tell you like i thought of the bullseye character a lot when watching this season you know uh, daredevil season three was the the last marvel netflix show before punisher season two right and man for me maybe the best part of that whole season was bullseye and um that performance was so awesome and this character this jigsaw character was so similar like this mentally unstable guy who was just trying to get through things and um, he couldn't help but, you know, delve into the darker side of things. Um, it, it just, it was kind of lackluster to me. Like, it was kind of like a poor man's bullseye to me. Um, I thought, again, the guy who played Russo was good, but, like, it was almost, it was almost like amateur hour compared to the bullseye character. Do you think it's because you're comparing Billy Russo from season one to season two? That, that's probably part of it, too. Yeah, because in season one we get a more level-headed Billy Russo. It, you it's know, it's a more he's realistic kind of guy. Yeah. Like season two, Billy Russo is like he's just completely off the rails. It's hard to relate to him. You know, I could relate to season one Billy Russo. I could definitely relate to uh, Daredevil season three uh, Poindexter. You know, but this guy he wait, felt, you can relate to these guys? I could, dude. <laughs> like, I, I that's that's how well crafted that character. You, you need was. a hug. You need a hug, Henry. <laughs> I think I need a hug. Okay. You know. <laughs> You know, like when, uh, I mean, this isn't a Daredevil season three recap, but like there are moments in season three where you see Poindexter in his apartment where like everything's like nice and neat. You know, I'm, I'm not a neat freak, but I like things orderly in their place. And when things are like a little bit off, it, it kind of drives me nuts. You do, you do love, you do love baseball, and uh, uh, Point Dexter <laughs> was a hell of a pitcher. That too, you know, I, I dude, I, I really could identify with that character. You're, you're kind of scaring me right now, Aaron. <laughs> you know, maybe I am, but, uh, but my point is though, I didn't have that uh, point of identification with the Russo character, so that, that didn't resonate as much with me. Okay, so what else we got going on? We got. Um, yeah, we should talk about the relationship between Frank Castle and the little girl Amy, right? That that was a big change from season one, a whole different kind of dynamic. Um, yeah, because in season one you know, he didn't have he was on he was on Punisher Island. It wasn't it was just him. Yeah, yeah, looking out for himself. Yeah, he was completely solo at the beginning, and even when he teamed up with Micro, it was a very like tentative kind of relationship, right? Would you say that in season two we get a little bit of a softer side of Frank Castle? I think so. More fatherly, more protective. Yep, and there were moments where he. He hesitated, right? He had an opportunity to kill Russo, and he hesitated, right? He was actually becoming more humane at points. Um, 
which is I thought was pretty cool because it, it humanized his character. And, and I got to say, man, John Barenthal was born to play this character. Um, we talk about relatability. Um, some of the characters, some of the storylines are a little outlandish in season two, but never did I feel like Frank Castle was like a caricature. He always felt like a real person, and, and that's all Bernthal, man. He, he just brings so much realism to this character. He's so great. Yeah, straight to the point. Absolutely. And yeah, I think um, him and this girl, they're kind of like this... Uh, mismatch you know it, that it, odd couple effect odd couple yeah good good term like i think it works really well and um uh, i don't want to jump to the very end but yeah that that last scene where they have to get, say goodbye to, to each other it's very touching it was very powerful did you shed a tear uh i didn't shed a tear but i could feel a little like welling up you know what i mean like a, like a tear coming on <laughs> on deck <laughs> yeah you cried okay no, i didn't cry <laughs> <laughs> Punisher don't cry I don't cry <laughs> but yeah uh, Bernthal played it great too because he was kind of like that he was holding tears back but man you could tell he was close yeah, right? yeah he was right there yeah, totally uh, so I mean bottom line for me is that you know Bernthal is so good as the Punisher um, his performance alone made the season worth watching um, I thought it was uneven at times, you know, uh, the, some of the action and some of the storylines, some of the performances, but, I mean, he held it together. Like, he made it worth watching. I think, I think it was good. Not great, but I think it was a good season for I sure. I think what was really different about this season was in the first season, he really holds on to his family, and you see that pain that's there. Yeah. You know, and he, he's that level of, you know, post-traumatic stress from the situations he's been in at war. Like, that's very much at the forefront. This time around, it's like he's almost moved off, moved, moved on from it in yeah, a way. Yeah. So now the struggle is how does he fit, you know, into daily life now? Yeah. That's what's yeah. different. So, like, it's, it's now, now it's the present that he's, he's, he's struggling with. Like, he knows that he has to protect Amy. He knows he can't leave. And that's, yep. you know, right in front of him versus flashbacking back to his family or back to the days of war yeah yeah so really different tone yeah yeah you know in a lot of ways season two was similar to season one i think uh it's uh as violent at least as violent this season was very violent um and like yeah it delved into similar themes but um a few additions like the amy character did make it a little more fresh and different Definitely. What was interesting too was how Billy Russo. So he's always on that verge of like, because he starts a season with with no recollection or memory of anything. The only thing that he knows in his head is there's this skull that has been haunting him. Yeah. And uh, and over the course of the season, he starts to regain some memory over time, and they they teeter and tease at this notion of. Well, maybe he's good at heart and he will be friends with Frank Castle again, you know? Because mm-hmm. before this whole situation, they were they were family, they were brothers. Yeah. Yeah, the uh they 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 can they definitely continue that storyline of, you know, um brothers in arms who become arch enemies, right? You know, it's it's a it's a classic story and I think uh, overall works pretty well. Um you know, it did make me think of 
some of the storylines that didn't work so well. Like the Russo stuff is cool, you know, the, the Russo castle dynamic. Um, but there's that whole thing of, of him and the doctor, right? Dr. Uh, Dumont. Oh, Krista Dumont. Krista yeah. Dumont, yeah. That, that was like way too out there for me. Like I wasn't buying it. It seemed really far-fetched. She know? was uh, not too long ago on Supergirl. She played oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the girlfriend of uh, Supergirl's sister. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like um, I'm not saying that these things don't happen. Like, you know, like there are inappropriate like doctor and patient relationships you know i'm not like so naive to say like oh this never happens it's not realistic but i don't know it just seemed pretty far-fetched to me what do you think yeah it was kind of left field i mean they did dive into her backstory just a little bit yeah and I was thinking, what does this have to do with Billy Russo and Frank Castle? What does this have to do with the Punisher? Yeah. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, everyone's got some issues to, to get through. But when she was when she was like attacking Agent Madani at the end, like a wild animal, like. Oh, this is like, OK. So whoa, that, you know, that. OK, that's what kind of stuck out. I didn't think about that until now. OK. But she was going toe to toe with a Homeland Security agent <laughs> who's oh, trained, true. who's highly trained. Yeah. And she almost got the best of her. It is ridiculous. Like, well, first off, like to have a, like a, a professional psychiatrist completely go off the rails like that. Okay, like I wasn't buying that. But then, yeah, for her to almost completely overtake this trained agent, you know, like come on, <laughs> yeah. Does her character ring a bell in the comics? No, no. I, I I've read my fair share of Punisher, but a lot of these characters are new to me. You know, Dumont. John Pilgrim, uh, Madani, you know. I mean, other than uh, Castle and Russo, these are all new characters to me. You know, now that I think about it, John Pilgrim had more of a bullseye feel to me than Billy Russo did. Because right off the bat, you can tell this guy is just unhinged in a very creepy, scary way. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts on him? I wasn't a huge fan of this character either like anytime it delved into his story which was a lot there was a lot of john pilgrim stuff in this season anytime it went there i kind of was bored you know yeah was this the valley for you a little bit yeah i was like let's move on where's where's the fucking punisher let's 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 move on you know i mean you know at some point him and punisher are going to cross paths yeah uh it is i don't know his character was he was like this men in black Man in Black character where no one knows who he really is and he just kind of shows up to get the job done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him as because he was essentially the parallel villain to Billy Russo. Right. Which right. at the very end, it turns out he was just the go-to guy. Like he was – he had a mission he had to complete hired by a family to cover up some CD photos. Right, right. Yeah, he was uh, just kind of following orders, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a soldier very much in the same vein as as Punisher. Maybe that's what they were trying to get at. Yeah, there were a lot of parallels between him and Castle, right? Um, and ultimately, I think ultimately that's why Castle allowed him to live at the end, right? Because he saw a lot of himself in this guy, right? Who just wanted to protect his family and would do extreme things. 
uh, because he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, these two storylines between John Pilgrim and Billy Russo, at some point I was thinking, how are, are these stories going to connect? I mean, they did connect it, but it felt it felt a little forced. Yeah. In fact, I remember the trailer, when that dropped, it implied more of a team-up. It seemed like there was going to be a team-up with John Pilgrim and Russo and his squad, um, all against the Punisher. That seemed to be the implication, but that never really happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm telling you, I could do without a lot of that John Pilgrim stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I've had conversations with some folks about, you know, this is a show called The Punisher. Let's keep it simple. Like, what do we want to see? We want to see... There's the bad guy. Kill the bad guy. We want to see some slaying, man. And we saw some of that. That'd be one episode done. <laughs> dude, like, uh, yeah, I got well, to say... About, let's let's, know, let's okay. talk about some of the good stuff. Like, Okay, yeah, let's keep going here. Yeah, yeah. The hold-up hold in the prison. Or yes. another person. The hold-up in the, the sheriff's office. Yes, pro- probably the best episode. Okay, now this, this leads up to Frank Castle meeting... Or not meeting, but encountering John Pilgrim for the first time. Yes. And uh, you said it, it, it reminded you a lot of uh, a movie you saw? Yeah. I, dude, I, I haven't read anything on this, but I know for a fact that this episode was basically a remake, at least an homage of the movie Assault on Precinct 13 by John Carpenter. And, uh, yeah, basically that movie is about um, a small-time police department that has these prisoners and they're under siege and they have to recruit the prisoners to help them get out of the situation. And it's it the setup is identical. Just like it. Just like it, yeah. yeah but it, it just so happens here, one of the prisoners is Frank Castle, <laughs> right? So what a great twist. You yeah, know? it was cool. It's like they had Frank Castle as a prisoner and he was just this caged animal that knew exactly what was happening. Meanwhile, everyone around him you know, wa- was confused. They didn't know what to do. They just knew they were under attack and they didn't, you know, they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. John, and when John Pro came in with an army full of uh, just, just mercenaries. Yeah. And when they let the Punisher loose, oh man, so satisfying. When he goes through the woods without rifle. Yeah. Awesome. That, so awesome. That reminded me a lot of the scene in season one where, um, uh, what's his name? The hacker guy? Oh, Micro. Micro. Yeah. When uh, he knew that, that, that area was going to get assaulted and he just prepared himself for the attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Kind of like, it's almost like the inverse of that because that episode, one of the greatest Punisher episodes also, um, that episode, Castle draws them in and there's all these traps and stuff. And in this one, he he seeks them out, right? He goes hunting, Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, both are awesome, and uh, and this is the I, type I, of stuff I yeah. want to see. I, w- I, I would have liked to have seen more of the hunting aspect of that, because when he gets out of the when he gets out of the sheriff's office and he's hunting down these mercenaries one by one, yeah. I mean, it's like one shot done, one shot done, right? Yeah. I, I think it would have been cool to see a little bit of variation in how he took a lot of these guys out, but oh, it, it right, was yeah. still just as cool. It was awesome, but yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, maybe a little knife play, a little bow and arrow action or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for that scene like in Batman Begins. Where are you? <laughs> and he's like, behind him, here. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That was awesome. And I think in a way, um, the best action of the season was early on. Like it kind of fizzled out at the end, I think. Like oh, that yeah. episode was great. The, the 
episode one. You know, there's that bar, uh, the Western bar battle where he was protecting Amy. That was great. There was the, the let's talk, let's talk about let's talk about brawl. the Russian. Was it Russian or Romanian? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that gym. That gym oh fight. Oh, my God. How yeah. awesome was that? Incredible. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost want to pick a fight with someone at the gym just to see if I can play it down just like that. Yeah. It's super brutal. Oh, my God. Like he, It's funny because he damn. uses every single piece of machinery that you would use at the gym. Yeah. And I can just imagine being in that rider room saying, oh, how could he lethally <laughs> destroy someone with a dumbbell yeah. or a kettlebell? Right. Kettlebells, <laughs> dumbbells. He uses the bar Barbell. at one point. He, he throws the fucking bench at one point. The bench, the free weights. <laughs> I mean, the, the five-pounder, like everything, man. I was like, wait, where's the jump rope at? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And, and like incredibly brutal. It, that scene was maybe the most violent thing i've ever seen on netflix yeah because the last guy he pummels oh man he beats this guy good lord he beats his face into like pizza yeah it's it's a bloody pulp that is what jigsaw's face should have looked like (laughs) not these pretty boy scars that billy russo had yeah his face should have just been jacked yeah agreed yeah as it turned out it looked like he had like I don't know, a birthmark or something. Maybe they just use all the budget on, on, on the weight room dude's face versus <laughs> Billy Russo. They ran out of budget. Like, <laughs> oh, we would have made it worse, but ran out of money. Oh, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good segue. So yeah, I think we're in agreement that the earlier on action scenes were awesome. And then I think that the season kind of gave way to more drama and less action later because it kind of fizzled out on the action front later on. Right? I do want to talk about the the chase, the car, the car chase scene. Yeah, where uh, Billy Russo and Frank Castle confront each other for the first time. Right, or first time this season, right? First time this season. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, I think, the moment where Frank Castle actually puts on the the Punisher vest. Yep. Which is a little interesting because he was undercover and he was wearing like these light denim jeans. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, we're getting like business casual Punisher. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, maybe maybe the black pants were 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 in the in the hamper or something. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't do his laundry. <laughs> Whatever was clean. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's the look for Punisher. I mean, I think yeah. it's just got to be all black. I mean, I, I'd take right. the white go-go boots over that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is good you brought up because um, this scene to me was like, oh, here we go, the big showdown, right? Um, but I felt it kind of fizzled out because, like, I didn't understand Frank Castle's plan here. Like he's. His whole purpose is to take out Russo at this point. Like, that's his mission, right? Um, And what does he do? He just, like, walks out in broad daylight, calls him out, and, like, is basically a human target. You know, what's, what's, like, where's the logic there? Uh, Like he had no no plan or he just forgot what he was going to do? That's what it seemed like, you know? I mean, maybe his plan was to freak out uh, Billy by showing the skull... Um, Maybe when he saw Billy know. Russo, he realized, oh, I'm not wearing the right pants, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up the pants. Let's just let's just do this out in the open, whatever. He's like, let's do a redo. Right. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I mean, the Punisher is highly trained. He he's he's a killer. He knows how to do this shit. Like, like in my amateur mind, like, why don't we just let them rob this place? You. You and Curtis follow them back to their lair, and then you fucking take them out there, you know? Like, you do your thing. Oh, that's the thing, too. Like, where they realized where their lair was. Yeah. Right? Russo and his team, they didn't know that the Punisher 
located where they were. Why didn't he? Why didn't he wait for them at the hideout and sabotage the hideout? <laughs> oh, oh, you're saying why didn't Castle do that? Yeah, because remember when they realized where their their uh, um, their base of operation was? Yeah, yeah. They saw them. They saw Billy Russo and his team like leaving as they got there. Oh right. So exactly, they could have just stayed there and surprised them there. You know. It would have given Frank more time to think about it, maybe put on the right pair of pants. <laughs> I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, there's some plot there. holes here. Yeah. Um, it was an exciting scene, no doubt. But I'm telling you, when you when when there are logic problems like this, it just takes away from things. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, so the idea this? here, I see, also I think the direction they were trying to go with was that the the paternal instinct he had with Amy – like you can tell that that had seeped into his into his psyche somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, is that the argument we're? <laughs> I'm trying. I, to make. I I guess. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed. It seemed like. It seemed like some like an amateur move, and from what we've seen from Frank Castle, in in terms of like this kind of stuff, like killing people and military tactics and stuff he's not an amateur he knows how to do this shit so it it didn't quite work for me and um yeah i mean like uh season one ended on such a high note not only did it have that battle at micro's lair it had the showdown between russo and castle at the merry-go-round which was phenomenal um there wasn't anything like that in season two like action-wise season two just kind of fizzled out i don't know if it fizzled out i just think there were more lulls than there were in season one because season one there was just there was a lot of emphasis on 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 you know soldiers dealing with ptsd they even had that side storyline of that one soldier that just did not know how to come to grips with civilian life yep and even in those quiet moments it was just super intense super dramatic i don't think they had a lot of that in season two i think that's that's what something was missing there yeah yeah agreed so would you say that season one was indeed superior to season two? I like season one better than season two. I agree. I agree entirely. But I did like season two. I didn't. I didn't not like it. Same here. Yeah, I think we're on the same wavelength here. Um, I would have liked yeah. though. I would have liked to have seen, and I wonder if like the the writers had any idea that you know the Netflix Marvel shows were going to start getting the axe. Mm-hmm. If they would have been like hey we might as well just go all the way let's go get let's go get daredevil in here let's go get jessica <laughs> jones in here yeah uh, that would have been cool if they if there was some reference to them or if they would have shown up somewhere yeah that would have been cool we did get to see karen page she did appear karen page yeah on the show and she's very much in at, at like the peak of her like superhero support character mode you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like yeah. she's she's not the i mean like when we see her in season one of daredevil she's i wouldn't say clueless but she's she's getting lucky like right. just finding herself to be in the right spot at the right time this time around it seems like she knows exactly what she's doing yep yep she's got experience doing this kind of stuff so it is sure. kind of, it is cool seeing karen page's progression there hey i'm curious your take i sense that there was a little bit of like romantic tension between Karen and Frank in season two. And um, oh. it was almost as if like, if Frank wanted it, Karen would be game for like a relationship or something. Did you sense that? You know, I don't know, not too much. I think because of the, the love 
focus was between mainly between uh, Billy Russo and uh, his psychologist. I think that's yeah. where the love the 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 love relationship part was okay, happening. Okay. I didn't really get it much from Karen and Frank. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of yeah, that. A little bit of that. A little bit. A little, little hint. I mean, I think but. Matt would get really mad if that happened because, like, that's bro code, right? I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> uh, okay. So what else? I think we can start getting to wrap up. Any just, like, uh, quick takes? Um, I there, there were a few moments in this season that were pretty awesome. Like, the weight room battle obviously was awesome. There was a scene where uh, – uh, Amy has like this old friend who rats her out. Remember that? And then when Amy discovers that she's been ratted out, she basically kicks this girl in the vagina. <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh, does she really? Yeah, I mean, tell me. You I know, this. I know she kicked her, but I can't. It was remember. a straight up vagina kick. Oh, it was okay. Pretty awesome. And Frank kind of gives a little nod, like in approval. You don't remember oh. that? You gotta uh, rewatch just that okay. scene. It's okay. it's really great. All right, a vagina kick. All right. It's one of my highlights. <laughs> okay, for me, the, the, <laughs> that's your highlight. Okay, this is my highlight. Okay, please. <laughs> is at the very end of the season. It's um, it's almost as if like the show resets itself, and there's like these two rival gangs that are meeting to make a transaction. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then, <laughs> then Frank Castle shows up in full Punisher garb. I mean, I'm, this is not business casual Punisher. Yeah. This is trench coat, all, all black. black. Yeah, skull out. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything. He just he just goes, yeah. and then the growl comes out. Yeah, and he just unleashes the magazine of bullets on these guys. Like, <laughs> you know, no mercy, right? And then yeah. <laughs> fades to black, and then in loving memory of Stan Lee. <laughs> If that's not the most jolting transition ever, I don't know what is. So, yeah, we go from this uh, tearful goodbye between Frank and Amy, who have forged a father-daughter relationship, to this very comic booky, ultra-violent scene. That was, like, right out of the comics. Yeah, right back to a, a Stanley uh Like, a moniker moving. of... <laughs> Yeah. Tribute, like, yeah. I mean, talk about a, an odd rhythm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, the that that very last scene where, like, we've been saying, is straight out of the comics. I feel like that might have been wedged in there. Like, that might have been like unplanned, and maybe yeah, it's like, oh shit, like we're probably not going to be able to shoot any more Punisher shows. Let's just give the fans a little something. I wish, I wish, the, I wish the writers. Right. I don't know if this is the case, but if they if they would have found that out halfway through, I'm kind of curious, like how how like balls to the wall they would have gone with, like, well, this is the, this is it. We might as well go big. <laughs> you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. And I, I feel like maybe there was a little bit of that in that last scene. They're just like, fuck it, let's just do this. Man. And I wanted to see more of like that scene. I wanted to see more of that. And I think that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to like rein us back in and tell well, you are watching a Punisher show. Yeah. 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 So yeah, ultimately I think, uh, from both of us, I think we could say that, yeah, give us more Punisher, you know, give us more like comic books. Yeah. Actually, Punisher. no, you know what? We're winding back when, um, when Amy did confront that, um, that family, that, that high powered, high powered family that, that, uh, was pulling all the strings Yeah, that put all of this into motion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, actually. How it was kind of cool. how yeah. how the villains had they started to monologue, yeah. And you could see, uh, oh, what's her name? She played Martha Kent in Smallville. Um, 
oh, this the super evil woman. Yes. Right. Yeah. On yeah. The show. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. you're talking yeah. about. She was ready to just just kill Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and punish her. Just boom off camera. Just just Takes you know shoots out. one right between the eyes. Yeah. Pretty satisfying. Yeah. I mean that's that's straight up Punisher right there. Yeah, that was cool. Um, the way he ultimately takes out Russo in the end was pretty cool too. Yeah, in, sa- in the same fashion. Like, Very similar. He's Very just similar. like, I'm tired of hearing your sob story. Boom, you're done. Yeah, yeah. But is this the end of Billy Russo? I mean, that was pretty dead to rights, him being dead, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, you know what though? I take that back because Madani was shot in the head and she still came back <laughs> for season two. Yeah. Well, there's maybe dead... And then there's dead. I and think there's Russo, comic, and then there's comic book dead, which means we're gonna see them again. Right. In like I think six Russo months. is just full on dead. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, Castle even did the double tap on him. Like he he, he shot twice, and he, he he made sure that fucker was gone. Double you know? tap, man. <laughs> I okay. I need to rewatch this. The vagina kick, and the double tap to Billy Russo's face. Let us revisit and confirm. Okay, I've got an awful memory. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on? Punisher season two. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see where these characters go. I really hope it just doesn't end here. Yeah, I mean, we know the Punisher is a very popular character. This character will live on somewhere, somehow. I'd like to see them live on in the MCU, like the greater MCU. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be cool. Maybe they'll be part of whatever next phase Marvel's doing next. We'll see. You know, the future's wide open. Um, yeah, I, I think I voiced this before, but it is sad. Like, the Marvel Netflix universe really is coming to an end, and it's unfortunate. Um, but uh, I certainly appreciate the content they've put out. You know, I've, I've been loving it, and um, I will reiterate I think Punisher Season 2 was good. Not great, but absolutely I enjoyed it, and, uh, you know. How can you not love John Barenthal as the Punisher? He's just awesome. Let me ask you this. If if Netflix says we can only save one of these Marvel shows and have it continue to live on, which one would you pick? That is a good question. So you're you're kind of doing revisionist history. You're saying like let's say none of them had been have been canceled. Yes. But, but they're like you, you, we can only continue one more. We've got one slot left. Ooh. Who are you filling it with? That's a good question. Well, okay. It would definitely be Daredevil or, or Punisher. Okay, between Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you picking? I'm leaning toward Daredevil, and I'll tell you why. Because with season two of Punisher, um, you know, we've talked about this. There were some new aspects, but ultimately I felt like it was just like a lesser version of season one. And if a season three came out, I think it just kind of might continue down that route. Um, with Daredevil, though, like Daredevil season three to me was the best Daredevil season to date. And that's saying a lot because I love season two, you know. Um, so, like, man, they were, they're setting up the Bullseye character as being a full-on supervillain. Like, where that show was headed was really exciting and yeah okay not I've, I've i convinced myself yeah daredevil absolutely would be the show i'd want to have continued on yeah how about you i would have said daredevil but seeing how consistent john bernthal plays punisher i feel like there's so much more runway to continue his story and to tell um more about the punisher i'd actually want to see i'd want to see punisher continue yeah i mean it's hard for me to argue against that i just said that's 
one of the shows I would like to see continue. But uh, I, for me, it would have to be like, okay, let's let's take this in a slightly different direction. Maybe get it a little more comic booky. Let's let's see that skull a little more. I'd want to see. I'd want to see like more in the same vein as season one Punisher continue. There you go. Maybe that's uh, a little bit more of an accurate answer. Right on. Okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier. See ya.